What is up, everybody? What's up, junkies? I I can't believe it. We're here. We made it to the spoopiest month of the year, October. Ooh, I'm so scary. Yay. <sighs> but no, I. it's my favorite month, and I know a lot of people are going to give you shit. Ooh, the people who, <laughs> people who stand for Halloween are, um, you know, toxic. No, well, some, I'm sure, but not me, okay? I just like scary things. I like spooky. I like the colors of the leaves. I like, you know, all the decorations that people put up. I just like... Yo, okay? Just just leave me alone. Let me like what I like, okay? I like I like goth shit, okay? And uh, Halloween is that. Anyways, I, th- I don't know if I did... <laughs> Welcome to the Toon Junkies Podcast. My name is Chris, and as you can see, I'm already flustered about the, f- the beginning of October. And I know fall officially started, like... Was it last week? Week before? Who knows? I don't even know. It was still September, so I didn't really care. You know? Because... Who fucking cares about September? I mean, there's one day in specific, one day specifically that I think you should care about. You know, you know which one I'm talking about. You know. Never forget. But <laughs> but other than that, I don't know that September is all that cool. Like the weeks that are in September that make up the quote-unquote beginning of fall. Fuck them. Don't eat them. Save fall for just October and part of November. Is there other months? September, October? Yeah, September, October, November. Is November fall or is that winter? I feel like part of November is winter, but I also think part of it is fall. Anyways, who fucking cares? Honestly, why am I talking about months and seasons? <sighs> Anyways, um, what have I been up to? You know, it's it's just, you know, I've been living the dream. You know, I know a lot of you out there are also living the dream. <laughs> the existential crisis stream, but no, things are all right. Last week, when am I recording this? No, two weeks ago. Who knows? A couple, some time ago, I drove to Angola to visit the Eclectic Room for the first time ever, and I watched Seven Dust, Tremani, and Riding with Killers. And the Eclectic Room is a fucking hot spot, bro. Like I really enjoyed. The venue. Um, Seven Dust is always great. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. The vocals were kind of like in and out, so I don't know what was going on there, but Tremani was great. Dude, okay. If I can just derail my own conversation for a second. Do you know about Mark Tremani? Do you listen to Mark Tremani? Do you know what Mark Tremani has been in? Because if you haven't, Let's just do a little recap of my man, Mark Tremonti, right? Okay, so I don't know that he started... Actually, I'm pretty sure I once heard a story that Mark Tremonti went to college in Florida. I can't be specific because I don't know. But that college, I think, uh, comedian Burt Kreischer attended, and Mark Tremonti almost started a band with Burt Kreischer. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but it's worth it's worth repeating. Burt didn't want to do that, so then Mark Tremonti went off and did his own thing and started a different band. You've probably heard of them. That band was fucking Creed, bro. <laughs> Creed. Imagine, honestly, I don't know, what would be worse? Creed fronted by Burt Kreischer or Creed 
fronted by Scott Stapp. I know a lot of people will say Scott Stapp. I, for one, like Scott Stapp. I think Creed is an awesome band, and they were one of the biggest rock bands of the 90s and, well, late 90s, early 2000s. Like, world-renowned artists, okay? Multi-platinum-selling records, like... They did what they did, and if you want to shit on it, that's fine. You're allowed to do that, but just know they have, um, you know, platinum records on their walls, and you probably don't. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to at least recognize the fact that they did a thing, okay? If you don't like them, that's fine. But Creed, okay? Also, when Creed disbanded, Mark Tremonti also joined a band called Alter Bridge, you know? With uh, uh, what Miles Kennedy, one of the greatest vocalists of our time, bro. Okay, and then I don't know when this other project started. I I could easily Google it, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna make you Google it yourself, um, even though you probably won't. But he also has his own solo pr- stuff called just called Tremani, where he is the lead guitar and lead vocals, um, and that also slaps. So this man. If you are sleeping on Mark Tremonti, you are a fool. Do you hear me? You're a fool. You're a fool. Because this man is so talented. Like, not he can he can play guitar. I shouldn't say he can play guitar. He can shred on guitar, dude. This dude is insane how good he is. And then he can also write songs and sing. <sighs> Sometimes... Sometimes I get mad because I feel like life isn't fair. <laughs> I mean, like, some people are like, oh, hey, you're going to be able to be good at this, and then also this, and then also this. And I don't, I don't know. It's fine. It's whatever. I still, I still am blessed in the sense that I am alive and cognitive in the same time frame as Mark Tremonti. Like, I get to, I was born at the same time. Not same time, but within the same timeline. That's probably wrong. Within the same era of Mark Tremonti. And I get to enjoy the things that he is good at. So I guess in that sense, I'm pretty lucky as well. Honestly, I'm wondering, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it would be, it's more enjoyable to just be the consumer? Or do you think it would be more fun to be the producer? Like the person making the thing that's being consumed. The lazy part of me says the consumer is is the better gig because I don't have to do anything. I can just consume great content. But then on the other hand, being the creator, it's like I am the one who birthed this this thing and I put it out in the world and tons, hundreds of thousands of people enjoy it to the point where I get gold or platinum records because of it. I sell so many records. The RIAA has certified it double platinum or whatever, which I'm pretty sure Creed did. I'm pretty sure Creed has a double platinum. I would probably say weathered. It might be weathered. It's probably weathered, but I'm also not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i going to have to vote <laughs> the lazy part of me once the, oh, I'll just exist and consume the cool stuff, the great stuff, but... Part of me, I think it's the, like, the ego. It's absolutely the ego. The ego in me wants to be able to make a thing that mass, the masses consume and identify with. I really think that's kind of like, 
that's where the creator part is attractive is that you can be transparent or you can take the thoughts and feelings of your life and transcribe them into a musical form or any other form really just you know whether it's visual arts whether it's you know culinary arts or you know music whatever it is being able to pour and translate your consciousness i want to say into an art and have bunch of a uh, bunch of people a bunch of people thousands of people hundreds of people whatever the case may be where they are also in love with it and identify with it. So that's really, it's just the connection that is also attractive. But, I don't know. Um, that was a long Tremonti, uh, uh segment. But that's fine. it's fine, because you should be more in tune with Mark Tremonti um, and everything he does, whether it's Tremonti, Alter Bridge, Creed, and God knows what else he's fucking in. Dude's a workhorse. Um, but yeah, Seven Dust, um, it was also great. Uh, I I I want to say Lejean. It's pro- I'm probably m- mispronouncing it, but he's always super nice. He's always uh, great. Sev- I've seen Seven Dust four or five times. Um, I remember seeing them. I think the first time I ever saw them was at Club Fever in South Bend, which is no longer open. That was the one and only time I had ever been to Club Fever. Um, I want to say that was in 2012 because I... No, yeah, it was 2012 because I went with my old guitar player. And I think Parker was there. Parker, I think you were there. I'm pretty sure you were there. Because we got there late and we missed Avatar. This was like Avatar... I think it was like one of their first times to the States. And that's, I mean... Probably they were doing that small little club in South Bend, Indiana. So I would assume it was one of Avatar's first times being in the states. Um, but it was Avatar and Seven Dust, and I don't remember who else <laughs> because I was partaking in uh, Daddy Pops, as my friend Parker likes to say. So uh, yeah, uh, I yeah I can't remember who it was, but if you could find the flyer for that, good good luck first of all if you found the flyer for that let me know send it my way because i'm curious as to who i fucking saw that night um but yeah i did that that was a couple weeks ago that was a lot of fun i really like the eclectic room i will most certainly be back um given that it stays in business i'm (laughs) dude what's crazy is i was outside smoking right um and i was just making small talk because it's it's always weird to be, for me, to be around some, it depends, okay, slow back, slow back, slow up, pull back. I find it uncomfortable in certain situations if there are people around me and we're not talking. One of those situations is at a music venue. Like, those are the places where I feel comfortable enough to talk to strangers, just like very, in a more charismatic way, like I'll do small talk at work. But it's really just to, like, appease them, to make them go away. But, like, at a music venue, I want to know more about the people around me because we're all here enjoying the same music. Like, we we took our money and spent it on a thing to be here. So, obviously, we at least have something in common, right? As opposed to your job where, hey, we were all desperate and we needed a job, so we're here. Um, so, I try to make small talk, right? Um, I ended up meeting this lady 
I don't remember your name. Um, but she has been friends with uh, Clint, I think, from Seven Dust since he was like 17 years old. And I was like, what? How the fuck? Why? 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 Why, do, why are you friends with him? She was like, oh, we just, you know, um, I think she said she was friends with somebody in high school that um, dated him. And so, like, she just, like, went and saw the band a bunch of times and, like, befriended them and then just ended up following them, following their career. Not necessarily, you know, like, uh, shadowing the band, but, like, just staying up to date and, I think, like, going to their shows or whatever. But I'm mad. I'm mad that I didn't stay longer because, I mean, part of me had to leave because it was, like, rainy and two-hour drive, hour-and-a-half drive, and I didn't want to, like, drive in the rain. I hate driving in the rain. I like, I like the rain, but I hate driving in the rain because, for me, I don't know if it's just my eyes or what, but, like, it's a lot harder for me to see the lines on the road because of, I don't know if it's just the glare of the headlights of oncoming traffic, but, like, it's, it stresses me out because I, my, sight isn't as clear as it normally is in just regular nighttime, you know, (laughs) without rain. Um, so it, it stresses me out. Um, so I left early, but with small venues, small venues are kind of cool because I feel like in my experience, if you stay after and you just like hang out, the band often comes out and just like, Hey, we've got time to kill before we leave. We're going to let everybody pour out of the parking lot and then we'll get the fuck out of here. And I'm mad that I didn't because I feel like if I would have stayed with that lady, I would have met up with Seven Dust and that would have been cool to get some photos and autographs. But then in that sense, also, I was upset because I honestly thought about bringing my Blood and Stone record or even my, uh, or my, uh, I think I had, yeah, I have their a self-titled Seven Dust album too that I would have loved to get signed, but signed, but maybe next time. It's always like, so I, I always want to do that when I go see a band that I like own one of their records, but also I don't want to carry around a vinyl sleeve uh, for them to sign just because, you know, people are drinking, people are getting rowdy, and that's fine. I that Hey, I, I enjoy it too because you catch me out in the crowd, you know, but I don't want you to damage my stuff, so I... Try not to bring it. And then also, even if you do bring it and you're like, hey, I'll just leave it in my car, a lot of venues don't do, don't let you go in and out. Um, so that's also a bummer. But anyways, yeah, I should have stayed. I would have loved to talk to Mark too. Um, but I, it's it's also like weird timing, you know? Like I don't want to encroach onto their, you know, safety. I, You know, wearing mask, whatever, all that stuff. But still, you know, some people are just like, eh, it's covid you do your thing out there, we'll do our thing up here, and then when it's done, you go that way, I'll go this way. So, I don't know. But you know what, <laughs> you know what would really, like, alleviate all this, um, un- all these unknowns? If I would just fucking ask. <laughs> I, I have all these, I do this thing where I think of all the different possibilities of how things could play out. Um, and then I just wait for whatever one to happen, for whichever one's going to happen to happen, instead of, like, kind of nudging in a a favorable direction. You know, for example, if I wanted to meet up with Tremani or, you know, try and get shit signed by by Seven Dust, like, 
I could very easily just hit up the, their Instagram, comment on a photo, be like, hey, you're going to be here. Would you sign my shit if I brought it? Like, that's a thing you could do. Chris, I'm going to just talking to me right now. That's a thing you could do, but you don't do it. And then you get upset when you don't do it because you don't get the thing that you wanted, but you didn't even try. <sighs> High-functioning anxiety, right? Isn't it fun? Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun? <sighs> it's, you know, it's great. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Eclectic Room was a great time. Um, they had this cool little VIP room, but and they had couches, leather couches. But I didn't want to spend money to sit on the leather couches, so I didn't. Isn't that a cool story? Don't don't you feel like your life is now more rich having heard that? I think it is. So congrats to you. Um, moving on. Um, real quick, just because we were talking about music. Do you guys want to hear a song? I'm going to assume that you said yes. If you said no, that's too fucking bad. <laughs> You're going to get one. Um, so right now... Um, I've been, you know, as all my socials are, it's just band merch and, you know, new bands coming up and about. Um, But I found this uh, really neat band, and I think you should probably check them out. Um, This band is called The Curse Within, right? Um, They've been putting out singles, um, at least from what I've been seeing on their Spotify. Um... I've talked to them on... I actually found this band on TikTok, believe it or not. Um, I've, gee, I've been fine. I think the last couple people I've talked to on this show are like, hey, I found you on TikTok. And the next couple people I will be talking to, I have also found on TikTok. I don't think the next one, but the one after that for sure. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you might hear a song from them today. Wink, wink. Um, so yeah, um, The Curse Within... Um, it doesn't look like they have any, um, like, albums out right now. Just been putting out singles. It looks like, uh, since May 10th, 2019. Um, but we're gonna, I'm gonna show you this song that I really like. Um, it's called Heartless by, uh, The Curse Within. And I'm gonna make one joke and one joke only. Tell me you like Bullet For My Valentine without actually telling me you like Bullet For My Valentine.
there you have it. Curse Within. Heartless. That shit fucking slapped, right? Bryce saw them, found them. I think it's just a guitar player I found on uh, TikTok. But he may also just be the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The entity controlling the band's TikTok page, so who knows. But I heard this dude playing, I think it was a lick from Heartless, and I was like, bro, that sounds like fucking Bullet for My Valentine. And then, as I am one to do, straight to the comments, everybody else was like, bro, I bet you love Bullet for My Valentine. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I, I guess you can tell, huh? But... Yeah, I, I really, I'm really excited to see what these guys come up with. Uh, their, their career essentially, seemingly, at least what I can listen to, just started. So, I uh, may have to reach out to those boys. I'm pretty sure I asked um, when I found them on TikTok. I'm like, bro, you guys, come be on the show. But I think that was many, many months ago. So I'll have to hit them up and be like, hey, I'm ready. Let's talk. So, hell yeah. Um, what else was I gonna? talk about not this not that oh i mean i wasn't gonna talk about this but yesterday i had a conversation with a friend who out of nowhere just messaged me and was like so mgk is pop punk <laughs> and i was like well i think mgk is an artist and i think the last album he produced was pop punk so in that sense yes but also no he is an artist, a lot in, in a lot of the same ways that Post Malone is an artist. Because Post is Posty. Do we? Do you, am I? Do you think I'm close enough to Post Malone that I can call him Posty? I'm gonna say yes. So Posty, right? We're we're tight. Um, he has never once claimed, at least that I have read and have heard him, seen him speak about. He's not. He's never claimed to be a rapper. It's just the music. That he was making at that time. Like he's also a great guitar player. I'm pretty sure I once read that he was in like a metal band at one point. Like. And I think. Was it. I think it was over quarantine. That he did like a, a cover. Of. Was it Nirvana? That was good. Like he's a, he's a. He's a great vocalist. So. I think MGK is kind of that same way. I also. Am kind of thinking that. Sorry I ate some spicy food. Now my nose is all runny. Um, I think there's this cool thing happening to musicians nowadays that they're not just letting themselves be confined into one genre. Like, they're musicians, they want to make music, and they're going to make what they want to make when they want to make it, given that the label is okay with it. But I think that it's such a... I don't want to say trendy, but I also think that there's an element of... The industry is very aware of how fast the world of the internet moves. I shouldn't even say world of the internet. I should just say world because most of what happens, at least in the culture of the human existence, at least to the modern... Man, I feel like I'm digging myself in a hole. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. A lot of the world happens on social media. You know, That's where a lot of us get our news. That's where we all follow the people we like. You know, it's kind of the news outlet, and it moves so quickly because everyone is spewing news all the time. So things move very quickly. One one week, uh, Olivia Rodrigo is the world's biggest star. The next week, oh, Halsey just dropped a new album. Halsey's the new thing. Like, oh, MGK talks shit about Slipknot after 
asking Corey to be on an album and then uh, he like didn't want to do it and now you're butthurt so you talk shit at talk shit to them at a major loud music rock uh, loud music festival I'm just saying loud music because it's metal rock whatever you you know what I'm saying right excuse me again um like what a dumb move but also it's a brilliant move because for fucking two weeks or a week or however many days, everyone was just talking about MGK, right? Like, oh, what a dummy. He, uh, what was it? Matt Heavey from Trivium was talking about, oh shit, what did he call him? He called him, uh, <laughs> squirt gun smelly or some shit like that. Like, you know, everybody's just getting their shots in, but everyone is still talking about MGK, regardless of the, uh, context there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Publicity is publicity. You're being talked about. I think it was a publicity stunt to an extent. I would like to think it was that, but also it's mainly because I don't want to think that he was so churlish. Is churlish the right word or can I just say childish? I think I heard the word churlish one time and I just wanted to use it. I'm going to look it up real quick just to make sure I don't sound like a fool any more than I already do. Churlish. I'm going to guess how it's spelled. Ooh, I guessed it right. What is churlish? We're all going to find out together. Of, resembling, or characteristic of a churl. Well, what the fuck is a churl? (laughs) So a churl is a medieval peasant. So I'm going to use that term all the time now. (laughs) Rustic or countryman. But I don't think that applies to... uh, MGK, I think Country Bumpkin might, though, (laughs) if he were actually responding to Corey Taylor in the sense of being a butthurt child, that I could say. But regardless of the fact, back to the conversation that me and my friend had. He asked, hey, is Machine Gun Kelly pop punk? I said, eh, no, he isn't, but the last album he made was. And my stance on that album, I'm sure I've already talked about it, but just because it's relative to what I'm talking about now. I thought it was a pretty solid pop punk album. Like, granted, it's not, you know, genre changing or, you know, life altering, but it's a solid, mediocre, I don't want to say mediocre because that sounds like I'm shitting on it. It's a solid, it's, it's fine, okay? It's fine. It's not amazing because it shouldn't have been amazing because that isn't the genre that he was doing for however many years he's been in music. He wanted to try something new, he did it, and he did a pretty decent job. And also, he brought Halsey on a track, and that's fucking dope, so. Um, yeah, that's my stance on MGK, you know. Um, I'm, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, nor do I really care. It's just, it's all, it's just, because of all these, like, music sites and music pages that I follow, it's just, it was it was the only thing being thrown at me for so long. Oh, MGK this, MGK that. Okay, we get it, all right? He said a shitty thing, and now everybody's mad. It's fine. Whatever. I did see some video of, I think it was, was it Louder Than Life? I don't know, whatever festival that he quote-unquote got booed off stage. He didn't get booed off stage. They just booed him <laughs> while he was talking on stage. Um, and he didn't deter. He kept, he... Kept his eyes on the prize, 
So I think he held pretty well, but still. Anyways, I don't want to talk about MGK anymore. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that it is October, the spookiest month of the year. Boo. Um, the Horror Hound Movie Challenge. Hey, I don't know if you heard that that was my cat. Um, you know, the zoomies. Yeah, it just happened. Um, the Horror Hound Movie Challenge, take two. Um, seventh annual. Go to the Horror Hound. I have to enunciate because my phone never thinks that I say horror. It just thinks I say whore. And I'm pretty sure it's been putting me on a list and telling TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, hey, this dude likes whores. Show him what he wants. That's not what I want. Okay, I want horror. H-O-R-R-O-R. Horror. Horror Hound. Go to the Horror Hound website, right? There's a movie screening challenge. 31 days of scary movies, or just festive movies, because as of this recording, it is October 1st. I waited until there was the first day of October to talk to record this for you. Um, today's uh, thing was to watch a movie with a pumpkin, witch, or skeleton on the cover. I personally am doing, I know it's not horror, okay? Relax. I'm going to watch Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, the Hayao Miyazaki movie, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli? I don't know how you say it, but that's what I'm going to watch. One, because I've never seen it all the way through. And so it's it's like a two birds, one stone thing, right? Um, so that's what I'm watching. And then tomorrow, which is today for you, listener, October 2nd, uh, the movie is watch a horror film that starts with the letter M. I don't know what I'm gonna. Ooh, no, I know what I'm gonna watch. The um that new movie that came out, uh, Malignant, Malignant. I'm gonna watch that. I I've seen a lot of mixed reviews, but honestly, that's just how horror goes. Some people like it, some people don't. Um, so I'm gonna check that out. That's what I'm gonna be watching today. Um, as you're listening to this today, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's they've got a a um. I'm wondering if I should. If anybody wanted to participate, yeah, you could always just, you know, go to the website and listen to it. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to list off the next week of movies. And the next week, I'll read off the next week, and then so on and so forth. But I'm wondering if that's going to bite me in the ass. Am I going to run out of days? And then it's going to be like the end of October, and I still haven't told you this. It doesn't matter. But yeah, um, so just... So for the third, Nobody Can Hear You Scream, select a horror film set in space. Ooh, I always like space movies. But I'm, I am honestly, I don't know if there are any that I haven't seen. Because it's normally like my go-to. Aliens, listen, I've seen, I've seen Alien, I've seen a lot of them, okay? They're, they're fine, okay? I really liked um, Prometheus, which was kind of like a, an origin to Alien, if you... Haven't seen Prometheus and I just ruined it for you. That's too fucking bad, okay? That movie came out like a thousand years ago. It wasn't a thousand years ago. But it was like four years ago or some shit like that, okay? You've had ample time to figure it out. We were literally locked in our houses for a year, bro, last year, okay? You had plenty of time to watch this fucking movie. I don't feel bad if I spoiled it for you. But anyways, um, October 4th, watch a horror remake. I hate those movies, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, October 5th, watch a movie you remember seeing in the theater. I think for that one, I'm probably going to watch Cabin in the Woods. I was real, I was 
really upset about that movie. Like, I went in expecting something great in, like, the first half of the movie I really loved. But then, all of a sudden, it's like, boom, we're downstairs, and we are hoarding all these monsters. Like, it's some kind of fucking video game lobby where the monsters are just hanging out in these boxes, and then they just, like, release them. I'm like, that is not what I expect. Honestly, it's a cool premise, but what I was expecting going into that movie ruined the reality of what that movie was. Maybe the second time around, I will enjoy it. Because I know that Cabin in the Woods is like a go-to horror movie for a lot of people. So, but I was really upset with it. Um, I also, I don't know. I do remember when I was in the theater watching that movie when it came out. I took in like, I think it was like a root beer. <laughs> so it's just like quiet and then you're just, I can be a menace sometimes. Chaotic neutral, baby. Um, October 6th, pick any horror film starring Vincent Price. Ooh, the king himself. Don't know what I'm going to watch for that. Um, I would, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, watch an animated horror movie or Halloween TV special. Animated horror movie, huh? I don't know what that would be. The first thing that came to my mind, Night, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. But... The old ad, oh, is it a Christmas movie or is it a Halloween movie? Blah, blah, blah. It's both, okay? It's both. It's ambidextrous. It's bilingual. It's another word for being able to do two things at the same time. You know, Not at the same time, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, And October 8th, Cannibals. Pick out a movie that features cannibals. I'm probably going to watch Cannibal Holocaust again just because why the hell not, you know? So, that's... If you're interested in doing the 31 Days, uh, the uh, Horror Hound Movie Screening Challenge, be sure to check out their website. It's, like, right at the top. Um, I'm assuming it will be. You can follow them on Facebook, too. They they post they post about it, too. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited for all my mo- scary movies I get to watch. I'm hoping I really like finding new movies, but that's also kind of hard because... As some of you probably are aware, the horror genre is riddled with mediocrity. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. I really don't know why so many horror movies are just bad. I mean, if, if I had to take a stab in the dark, that was a pun, and I did mean to make that. Um, I think I would have to say that horror movies can be made relatively cheaply. Is that the right can be made relatively on the cheap. I think I like that one better. So we'll, um, but yeah, like you don't need, you know, special makeup. Like a lot of the time, especially for like thrillers, like you don't even have to show a monster. You can just put noises in and show like a, a rustling tree in the background. You can do that for an hour and then for three seconds show the monster. Shout out to, what's that movie called on Netflix? Uh, the Ritual. If you've ever seen The Ritual, that is a very suspenseful... I mean, it's not low budget. It was shot very well. But there's like, it's just actors. And then for like the last 10... I think it's the last 20 minutes of the movie, you finally get to see the thing, the creature. And even then, it's not like daytime when you see it. It's like there's a thing burning in the background and you just kind of see the silhouette. Like... If you want to see the monster, you have to Google 
the image. And you're not even going to get an image of the monster from the movie. You're going to get the clay model that they made to be like, this is what it's going to look like. But then you don't, you barely get to see it in the movie. But The Ritual is a really great movie. I would definitely recommend that. I might try and sneak that one in to the movie challenge again because I really do love that movie. Um, oh, man. Uh, I've been talking a long time. Do you guys want to hear another song? Yes. Oh, dude, that's so great. I'm so glad you guys want to hear another song. Check this out. I found this band on Instagram. Their name, Chiliocosm. C-H-I-L-I-O-C-O-S-M. And they just recently, and by recently I mean September 29th, dropped an album, right, called uh, Home. And the song I'd like to show you is a sweet little number called Fractals. Check it out.
Hey, pretty groovy, right? I found those dudes on Instagram. Love it. Um, maybe I'll get to talk to them soon. Who knows? Uh, the future is undetermined. Kind of. But yeah. Um, so last week, I don't know if you guys know, but there's this like festival in Georgia. Is it Georgia? Alabama? I don't know. It's down south. Called Furnace Fest. And I think it's probably going to become like another festival that I go to. All the time, you know, because it's two years now. I haven't been able to go to Sonic Temple and or Rock on the Range, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's, I think, I honestly think there's been uh, negative uh, effects on me because that was always my, that's been my outlet for the past like six years is I'd go to this festival and enjoy myself for four or five days, come home. Sure, I get the post-concert blues, but, you know, it's fine. I still got to decompress at the festival but I haven't been able to do that in two years so I think I want to go to Furnace Fest because this year bro the lineup was fucking stacked and that's not to say that any previous lineup wasn't but this year specifically there were a lot of bands that I really would love to see specifically one uh, in particular uh, the Juliana Theory um, I fell in love with that band last year had never heard, never listened to before never knew who they were and then I fell in love with that band, and now they're playing. So, real quick, I'd like to give a shout-out to my new friend, David, who I bought a Divine Heresy record from in my uh, Metal and Core Collectors group. And then also, he told me he was going to Furnace Fest, and I said, hey, if I throw you some extra dollars, would you scope out like a merch table for me? And he was like, well, who do you want? And I said, Juliana here. I'd love to have some of their merch. This man took the time to not only take, like, a video of their merch table, he also bought me the sweatshirt that I said that I wanted. Like, what a sweet man. You know, like, I I often shit on Facebook for the, just the toxic fucking cauldron of garbage that it is, but it's also, there's also a lot of really cool things that come out of the... The idea that is Facebook. Like the groups that you, I'm sure you're all in, you know, whether it's a meme sharing group, which I'm sure everybody is in at least one, or if it's like a a cat spotting group, like I'm also in one of those where, you know, it's just me liking pictures of cats. <laughs> Bro, okay, unrelated, there's another, there's another um, <laughs> group that I joined that said all orange cats share one brain cell. That's honestly why one of the, my favorite thing. It's not even, like, the group itself. It's just the group names. Like, they fucking kill me, bro. But, yeah, thank you again, David, for, the one, the record, and also scooping up that hoodie for me that I'm really excited to show off once it gets here. Hey, no, kitty. You gotta stay down, buddy. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, Furnace Fest is probably gonna be... I was... I think I was invited to go with a buddy of mine in 2020... Um, but I didn't know anything about it, and I don't really like traveling far distances, knowing nothing about whatever it is that I'm going to attend, so, like, I looked it up, and I read into it, and I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty cool, but then this year, I just totally forgot about it until I saw everyone's like, hey, we're going to Furnace Fest this week, I'm like, fuck, but yeah, next year, Furnace Fest, anyone listening who wants to go, let's fucking go. Um, I, again, I, I don't remember where it's at. I'm pretty sure it's Georgia, mm, I'm not sure. It's down south, Georgia, Alabama, somewhere in that vicinity, right? 
somewhere down there. Let's fucking go. Um, and then, let me see. Last week, I also did that Waypoint VR thing. I went and did one of those. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, it made me feel like shit afterwards. Not because, like, it was nauseating at all, right? It's more the fact that, so, like, the, um, I forget what they call it, no latency thing. So it's, like, fully, uh, immersive. You've got a headset, you've got headphones, and then you've got, like, a body pack that you put on, right? And you walk into this room that's got, like, these sensors all around the room, and so it turns the room into the video game, right? Um... And it was a lot of fun. We did, me and a couple of my friends, uh, one of which you know, his name is Nicholas. <laughs> um, we went and did the a Far Cry. Far Cry did a VR game, and it was a lot of fun. Like, I don't want to brag at all, but, you know, your boy here did have the most kills. Did I have the most points? No. No, I didn't. Okay? But, I did kill the most people. And that is the whole point of the game my uh the other guy we went with uh, his, my buddy his name is Felix he uh he wanted to point out the fact that my kill to death ratio was in a quote garbage and I only died four more times than he did but I learned later on that uh the weapon that he used I think it was it was a crossbow had a fucking laser on it so he he got perfect sight I had to fucking no scope for 30 minutes and that's another reason why that was a thing that made me feel the most the shittiest is it it's only a 30 minute game right but afterwards i was so sweaty and then three days afterwards like sunday monday and tuesday my fucking legs were sore for 30 from 30 minutes of walking around and crouching right the guy the do we call him a host do we call him the i don't know the guy who was like watching us uh, making sure that we didn't run into each other, making sure all the batteries and shit were, like, good and the game was running well. That guy told me afterwards that I was, like, all over the place. I was, like, I literally, he said I went around the room, like, three times. I'm, like, holy fuck, dude. But it was weird because any time I would get, I was trying to, like, crouch or run away from, you know, the bad guys or whatever, I'd always run into the wall. And I don't mean, like, physically run into the wall, but as you get closer in the headset when you're looking into the game, these little, like, patterns will show up and get bigger and bigger as you get closer to the real-world wall. Uh, and I felt like I kept running into those things. And I was like, bro, how f- did the room shrink? How did I get... Why do I keep running into these fucking walls? But, yeah, if I would... If you're not, like... Was it vertigo? Vertigo-sensitive? Maybe something like that would trigger... You know, VR might trigger your vertigo or whatever. But... I'll be honest, there was this one point in the game where, like, we took this, essentially, like, a cable car from atop of this mountain down to a ravine or whatever, and <laughs> Nick wasn't paying attention, and he, like, his character got, like, started glitching and got stuck outside of the cart, so there was no floor. He was just looking down at this 100-foot ravine, and he just was like, oh, my, you guys, and I was like, what? And then I wanted to do it, but, bro, it's like... Even though you know it's not real, because you're, like, totally immersed in it, you know, sound and visually, bro, it's kind of intimidating. Like, it took a lot for me to, like, step off onto it. Even even more to the point, like, there would be these transitions from room to room, right? So you're getting off the cable car onto uh, the trail, right? 
Well, from there, there's like there'd be like a little wooden plaque or a little wooden board that would separate, you know, the the ca- the car, the cable car, to the the trail. And I would step over it as if it were real, even though I know it wasn't. But like it was, it's like you see it, and it's just instinct to like, oh, I got to step over that. I can't that. I'm looking at it, and that's in front of me, and I have to step over that. It was really trippy. It was really trippy, and I would definitely recommend. Um, there's another one that I want to try. I don't know what it's called, but like, essentially, you get on this like circular treadmill, and there's like a waist pack, and then you know headphones, um, eye goggles, whatever. And as you're in the game. You don't have to worry about running into the wall because the treadmill underneath you will move with you as you move. So like you it's free it's more I it's kind of more free reign than the other one, but also kind of not cuz you're still kind of staying in one place, but I want to try that one too. The guy was telling us that um it'll take about 4 times for you to like get good at it. You know, the first time is learning, the second time is like, you know, honing it down and the third and fourth time are you like getting the stride and learning how to actually move inside that little harness thing. So I will be back, Waypoint VR. You will be getting more of my money. Um, and then that same uh, same weekend, I went to Ramen Con in South Bend. It wasn't some big fancy Comic Con, excuse me, some big fancy Comic Con thing, but it was still a lot of fun. I saw a lot of cool um, cosplay. I saw an Envy. I wanted to talk to her, but, you know, COVID, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be weird. Be like, bro, that's a bet. You're a badass envy. You look great. And I want to be like, ah, leave me alone. Like, bro, okay, well, don't wear the costume if you don't want me to compliment it. Wear, be, be a shittier version of the thing you dressed up as, and I won't compliment you. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, ramen con was a lot of fun. Um, there was one panel that I missed because I was, uh, I had to get my hair cut. Not cut but I had I had a design put uh, undercut and had a design put in but I missed a uh, panel about the early 2000s anime boom and I was like bro that's that's where I started you know fucking cowboy bebop samurai champloo uh, Roroni Kenshin Yu Yu Hakusho like I think Yu Yu Hakusho is pre 2000 but not very much I think it's like 98 but still Yu Yu Hakusho, like, that that was the stuff that made me get into, like, oh, okay, so this anime stuff is pretty fucking dope. But yeah, um, I missed a couple things. Um, there's actually a Comic-Con, a comic convention, I don't know if it's Comic-Con, but a comic convention coming, coming to Indianapolis October 15th through the 17th, I believe. And there's a lot of, I from what I've seen, they're still releasing names as of right now, but I'm pretty sure I saw... Sean Schemmel, who is a uh, Goku, is going to be there. Uh, the voice of Naruto is going to be there. One of the dudes from um, Impractical Jokers is going to be there. There's a lot of other people, but those are just the ones that I remember off the top of my head. So I would normally go, but I literally like just got done re- reserving a spot at Turkey Run uh, to go camping. So I'm going to go do that instead. But if you guys, you guys should go to that and then let me know that you're going so that I can send you money so you can buy me stuff. So, hell yeah. Um, and then, do you guys want to hear another song? Man, I can just hear you guys just so excited, you know, just screaming through the microphone. Microphone? Headphone. Headset? Ah, it doesn't fucking matter. It's a joke. You don't have to be right. Um, <laughs> so this next song 
is from a band um, who also just recently put out a uh, an EP called A Period of Reflection. Um, uh, the band is called Qualia, and if my memory serves me correctly, they are from the Chicagoland area. So that's pretty dope. They're kind of close. Um, but I, I saw this, I think it was on Instagram, um, but they got to pair up and partner up with a band that is near and dear to my heart, Before Their Eyes, uh, early 2000s uh, metalcore. I, metalcore? Emo? Who fucking knows? You listen to it, you'll know what I mean. So, um, this song is called For You by Qualia. I could be saying that wrong, but I guess I'll just have to reach out to them and have them on the show to figure out how to actually say it. So, For You, here we go. Oh, wasn't that great? Oh my god, I love that song so much. I really, 
Not only do I love Before the Rise, but I'm now a fan of Qualia. I mean, I this was the song that like introduced me to them, but I've been going through their, you know, their discography essentially, um, just what they've got out. Um, and bro, I'm I'm all about it. I am definitely gonna be reaching out to these nerds to be like, hey, come on the show, let's talk. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I try and pull them out this way. Be like, hey, play a show for us. Who knows? But fun times, I assume. Well, I think uh, I think this is about the time where uh, I close it out. I'm sure you all are sick of hearing me talk literally to myself. You think that's weird? Do you think that's weird that I'm literally sitting alone in a room? I mean, Kitty's here, but... <laughs> that was a dumb thing to in- in- add. Um, but yeah, like, I always feel kind of crazy... That I'm just like talking. It's this essentially like talking to a therapist. I'm just talking into a mic. Um, and no one's around. I'm just assuming that you're listening. Isn't that weird? I think it's kind of weird. It's kind of... It's kind of uncomfortable. The more I think about it, the more it makes me want to not do it. This <laughs> is a lot easier when there's like a group of people. It's like to where you're like actually recording a conversation. Now it's just me talking to myself essentially. Which I do anyway, so that's fine. It's... <laughs> It's just different because this is recorded. The other shit I don't record, probably for the best. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna close out because uh, I've got some shit I want to do. One, I gotta watch Kiki's delivery service, and then but that's it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, um, this you can uh, you can find us on you know the social medias on Facebook, Toon Junkies Podcast, on Instagram, Toon Junkies Podcast. Uh, if you wanna. I guess if you want to reach me, you can leave me alone. But if you must be involved with my life, you can find me on Instagram at Chris and Kitty or on TikTok at DatBoyPit6. I've been kind of dabbling back into TikTok again, but we'll we'll see. Maybe I'll make a. I don't know. I probably won't, but we'll see. Um, what have I been listening to lately, though? Let's go with that. Um, a band called Alicia. Um, the one thing. So I'm going to derail for a second. The one thing I like about social media, may, a lot of the time, a lot of the groups that I'm in are like merch swapping or like record selling and stuff. I find so many bands simply from seeing somebody selling a record where the uh, cover art is something that I like. And I'd be like, oh, I like that cover art. Let's check that out. With that, I found uh, recently uh, two bands that I'm going to see if I can find some vinyl press for uh stain a stained glass romance um great american ghost two bands that i didn't hear i'd seen the album artwork for a great american ghost at least the one album i'm thinking of um hatred stems from the seed like i saw that album artwork uh like two years ago it was all over the place everybody was like selling that record or looking for that record whatever um and i finally looked into it Love it. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Capstan. Um, had never really gotten into them, um, but I also never really looked, you know. It was just a band that Tyrell used to talk about, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I think I, it's really weird, like, personally, how it's it's almost like the, my emotional, like, um, intake has to be the right shape to take in these certain bands, that was a weird analogy, and for some reason I thought about that little, like, 
child's toy where you had to fit like the triangle into the triangle slot and the square into the square slot. So I feel like sometimes people suggest these bands to me, but the shape of the band at that particular time isn't going to, I can't receive it at that time. For example, I th- uh, who Capstan. Tyrell used to talk about Capstan all the time. And I like looked him up at the time and I was like, meh, not feeling it. But recently, I don't know what's happening. My, I don't want to say my slot has changed because it sounds weird. My, um, my intake is now, no, I don't like this. I don't like this analogy. I may have, <laughs> I may have dug myself in a hole with this. I am now willing to accept the, uh, the sonic, uh, conglomerate that is Capstan. I'm ready to receive that now. And that's just how it is. I think that's how it is for a lot of the things I do. Uh, TikTok. I was so anti that when people would suggest it to me, specifically Tyrell two years ago. And now it's like I find so many good bands from TikTok. Um, So I've been listening to this band called Blushing. Um, I just saw them the other day. They're like a dream pop shoegaze kind of thing. I'm really into it. Um, Alicia, I already mentioned. Frau Frau. Um, I don't know where that's from. Um, I don't know where they're from. Um, I guess I could just read this. A collaboration between musician vocalist Emojin Heap. That's why it sounds familiar. And producer, arranger, songwriter, musician Guy Sigsworth. Frau Frau manufactured an impressive brand of vocal-driven electronic pop, formerly the exclusive territory of Bjork. Um, it's a duo band, but it's... Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm so into it right now. Uh, the 2002 album called Details, Let Go, I think is a song I'm thinking of. You might remember it. Uh, for some reason, when I heard it, it triggered some like nostalgic memories that I didn't know that I was... Uh, reserving and I was like I fucking know this song but that's the beauty of aging is you forget that you know things um and then the last band I would like to tell you I've been listening to is also a band that I found through vinyl selling like I saw the album artwork for their 2019 album Lost in the Noise right Modern Error is the band um, I saw the artwork, and I'm like, hey, that looks emo as fuck. Let me check that out. And I was right. It was exactly that, and I love it. So we're, I'm going to close out with one of their songs. Um, and the song I will be closing out with is Blackout Poetry, right? I think you're going to like it. If you don't like it, guess what? I don't really care. I'm sorry that you don't like it because... I want you to like it because I like it. And, you know, as the aforementioned uh, connection as uh, earlier, I would like that. But to each his own, you know. So um, please enjoy Blackout Poetry by The Modern Error. Not The Modern Error. Just Modern Error, right? So um, this has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris. And keep it spooky, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. Deuces!
I can't, I can't.